Welcome to the Erie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. For the last several weeks, we've been focusing on praying through some of our greatest challenges in a series we call Honest to God. Pastor Nicole has been focused on the book of Psalms for direction on praying honest prayers that guide us through our pain and our fears. Last week, Pastor Daniel Brooker talked about repentance as he examined praying through our mistakes. Today, we're concluding our series, and Pastor Nicole is focusing on the topic of injustice. We don't have to go out of our way to see injustice in our world. You may be experiencing injustice in your life right now. What do we do about the injustice we see around us? That's what Pastor Nicole is going to show us today. So let's get started and hear the conclusion of our series, Honest to God. Uh, We've been studying Psalms uh, in this whole series in the month of January. If it's your first time jumping in, don't worry, you'll catch on quick. But we've looked at Psalms um, to learn how to pray through some different things. We started with um, praying through pain. Then we talked about praying through fear. And last week, Pastor Daniel brought a great word about praying through mistakes. And today we're going to end with praying through injustice. And so the psalm that I chose today for us to look at and understand deeper is Psalm 73. And I asked Pastor Andy if he'd stick around to help me read some portions of it today. So that's why he's here. Um, the title of this psalm uh, in the scripture, it's actually listed as a psalm of Asaph. So Asaph wrote the psalm. It's not uh, David wrote the other ones that we were studying. So this one's written by someone else. And Asaph was a great singer and a musician in David's era. Um, He was a prophet. And when he sang, he prophesied over the people. Kind of like you just experienced this morning through our incredible worship team. Uh, The word of God and the, the prophecy, the promises of God were sang over the people. And this is who Asaph was. And so he was writing this very honest psalm about some questions that he had about the injustices that he was seeing all around him. Now, undoubtedly, the injustices that he experienced were different than the ones you and I experienced, probably. But very much, it's interesting that in humanity, in all of history, there were injustices. And as I read this psalm, and I think today, as you read it as well, um, I know I can relate to the psalmist and I'm wondering if you can too, because what he did is often what happened when injustices were around him, he questioned it. Have you ever questioned the injustices around you? I'm laughing because Scott Jones is just shaking his head like sarcastically, like sometimes he's wondered why these things are happening. I, I got to thinking about just some current events uh, recently that I have felt. Um, when the war broke out, uh, like the one in Ukraine, I thought about how because of all these political tensions and global tensions and and all of these reasons that uh, this war happened, civilians in that country and in the country surrounding were just caught in the crossfire. People who were just trying to live their lives right, right, just trying to take care of their children, just trying to make a decent living, are devastated and hungry and broken and hurting at no fault of their own. They didn't make the choices uh, for the reasons that this was happening. And that feels a little unfair. Anybody with me? Like, that just doesn't seem right that they are the ones suffering because of other people's choices or uh, situations. I remember in May, a few months ago, two days before summer break, 
an 18-year-old went into an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Do you remember this? And shot and killed 19 elementary students and two teachers. Why? Like, how is that fair to those families? Did anybody else think that? Or is that just me when I was reading that that story? Why would this happen to that school and that place to those families? This just seems really unfair, God. Like, this just seems like a whole lot of injustice. Or maybe it's the injustices you feel very deeply on a personal level. Why did your husband or wife get sick? Or why is your child or your grandchild struggling with any certain issue? Or maybe you wonder, why are my money problems so constant? Or why can't I hear God like it seems like other people can? Why is life so hard sometimes? Well, today's psalm is written in that kind of honesty and that kind of candor. And it teaches us that we can actually come out stronger and better, more compassionate and more useful for the kingdom if we walk with God through the injustices of life. We can have all those questions, but we just need to never let go of God's faithful hand in those questions. And that's what this psalm is teaching us today. And so uh, we're going to pull out some prayers to pray when we experience or we encounter injustice. And I asked Pastor Andy if he'd help me read this psalm. So uh, Pastor Andy, would you start with just the first three verses today? Psalm 73, one through three. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So here, Asaph is reflecting. He knows that God is good. He knows God. He knows God's character. He knows God's purity. But this is precisely the reason that he is wrestling with the injustices around him. How could a good God allow this injustice to happen? I was putting my uh, children to bed uh, this week, as I do uh, pretty much every night. And uh, my seven-year-old looked at me and said, Mom, just one quick question before we fall asleep. (laughs) And, you know, that's usually like, I need water. I need another bedtime story. I need you to check the closet, you know. And I said, yeah, honey, what is it? And she said, well, why would God make Adam and Eve if he knew they were going to sin in the garden? I was like, okay, um, we're going to have to table that one for tomorrow or when you're 15. I'm like, "Um, but wow, what a great question. Why did God allow injustice to happen? That's basically what Mercy was asking me at seven years old. She's asking this question. And Asaph, like me, like many of us, when we see the injustice, we question the moral order of the universe. Asaph makes the case that life isn't fair. Sometimes the wicked or the people who are not doing good and righteous things seem to be prospering. People who are ignoring God's rules and God's laws and living life however they want, it feels like they are living in prosperity. And even worse, sometimes it seems like the wicked prosper and the godly suffer. How is that fair? And Asaph is asking the same question that we have been asking for generations just as humans. And like many of us, Asaph wants justice. The wicked should get what they deserve 
and the righteous should prosper. Asaph has it figured out. He wants to give God a little pep talk. <laughs> it made me think um, of a few weeks ago, Joel and I, uh, recently we took our kiddos to an otters game. I see some of you there, so I know you're fans. And um, actually, uh, by the way, I thought I had gotten a really great deal that day on these five tickets. I was bragging to Joel about how I got this really great deal. And then we got there, and it was Kids Come Free Day. So I, I paid. So he wasn't that excited about my deal anymore. Um, but anyway, so we're at the hockey game, and the girls were asking uh, why some of the players had to go in the penalty box for certain periods of time. And I, Joel and I were explaining, you know, well, when you break the rules, the ref, uh, the ref calls a foul, and then they have to sit in the penalty box to learn not to do it again. You kind of like time out, you know, so what's a foul? It's something that isn't right. It's something that interferes with the game, right? It's something that is against the rules. And when I read these verses, I could imagine Asaph saying to God, hold up. Like, I call foul, okay? Like, moral foul. Why in the world do these people get to have good things when they are doing wickedness? Unnecessary foul. Go to the penalty box. Like, why are you letting them get away with this, God? Why aren't you dealing with it right now? He's envious. He's frustrated. And this struggle leads him to this moment of decision. Will the injustices that surround him push him toward God or away. And that's a decision we have to make too. Will these unfair things make him doubt God? Or is this an opportunity to trust God more? And so one of the prayers, the first prayer I pulled out of Psalm 73, when we see injustices around us, we can pray this, God, help injustice push me toward you. So I want to pray that together. I want to say it twice through, okay? Are you ready? Pastor Andy's going to do your part. Let's pray this together. God, God help injustice push me toward you. It's not up there yet. Help injustice push me toward you. Let's do it again. <laughs> Here we are. Ready? All right, let's pray this together. God, God help injustice push, push me toward, toward you. you. One more time. God, God help, help injustice push me toward, toward you. you. Yeah, so good. You can write that down or jot that down even and use it in scenarios in your life because Asaph allows the injustice to drive him into the hands of God. He acknowledges, he, he doesn't pretend everything's okay. He acknowledges this doesn't seem fair. And from my perspective, I can't understand, but he declares what he knows to be true in verse one. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. It's like he's saying, I, I don't know much. I can't explain this tragedy. I can't fix the problem. But surely God is good. Surely God is good. At least I know that. This reminds me um, of another righteous man in the Old Testament named Job. Uh, everybody loves to read Job. Nobody wants to be Job, right? Like, don't sign me up for the Job calling. Uh, that's just not really what I want to do. But Job, he suffered in many ways, almost beyond belief. He, he loses his children, his possessions, his wealth. And Job's reaction in Job 13, 15 was this, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. And then again in Job 121, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And it's as if Job is just saying, God, you're, you're good. I don't understand it all. I don't even like it all. I don't get it all. But what I can say in this moment, in the middle of this injustice, is surely God is good. 
God, help and justice push me toward you. All right, let's read um, verse 16 through 22. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on a slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Okay, so this crisis for Asaph uh, that I just described um, for quite some time seemed to build and build and build until we get to verse 17. And he says this, I entered into the sanctuary of God. You know, in the house of God, Asaph gained a perspective on the problem of injustice. He was able to see things from an eternal viewpoint and understand that God was going to administer justice in the end. He was able to understand, listen, these things were not lost on God. He wasn't ignoring them. He wasn't not dealing with them. God would someday rectify all the injustices that we are experiencing on earth. And now listen, this is like a softball, okay? I cannot preach this. I cannot read the scripture without preaching it. No pastor can. But do you see that Asaph is reminding the readers of Psalms and therefore reminding you and me, and especially to us today, get yourself to church. That's what this is saying. Do you know what changed everything about Asaph's swirl? He got into the house of God. You know what changed the perspective on a situation is he got into the house of God. Get yourself into the sanctuary of God. You know why? Because it changes things. Get yourself into the house of God. Make it a priority. Don't make excuses. Make a way. There is no substitution for worship in the house of God. Listen, you're not going to like this, but I wrote it down. A podcast on a treadmill is not the same. It's not, it's not bad, but it's not the same. And don't just get yourself into the house of God. Get your family here. Please get your kids into the house of God. Bring them when they're sticky and when they're cranky and when they don't have pants on. Well, maybe you should wear pants, but you know, make sure. <laughs> bring them when they're noisy. Even bring them when you have to stand in the hall the whole time. Just get them to the house of God because then they're going to know that when they go to the house of God, when they get older, when they come to the sanctuary of God, it changes things. It gives you a new perspective. It gives you an eternal perspective. When Asaph prayed and worshiped in the sanctuary, he began to understand that God was at the center of all the things. He gained a fresh appreciation of God and eternity. Can you feel and experience and talk to God outside of the house of God? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not uh, implying that. But Asaph is bringing to our attention there is something special about the house of the Lord. There's something special about God's presence, and there's something special about God's presence together. I, I saw this once. I thought it was worth repeating. You never know what church service will change your life, but you do know it won't be the one you skip. Amen? I mean, that's true. So in Psalm 73, 18 through 22, Asaph is saying, 
He got into the house of God. Uh, God revealed to him that even though it appears the wicked are prospering now, that they're on slippery ground. There will be consequences for their choices someday. And Asaph saw that there would be judgment coming to the wicked, that all accounts would be settled, and the wicked may prosper now, but if you peel back the layers of reality, they're actually in, he used these words, slippery places. And the psalm says, they will fall to ruin. They will be destroyed in a moment. They will be swept away utterly. They will perish. That not all is what it appears to be. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., we, we celebrated him just this month a few weeks ago, a great, incredible activist for injustice. He put it like this, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. It may not look like things are just right now, the arc is long, but it bends toward justice. You know, we can be too lenient sometimes or too harsh in our assessment of justice. Some things really bother us. Other things don't bother us so much. But you know that God has a perfect sense of justice? Perfect. He's ultimately fair. He sees all the sides. He knows all the motives. He makes a just verdict on every situation. And we can trust him. We can trust him. And after Asaph's encounter with God in the sanctuary, I believe he has an encounter with the God of justice. He, he has this moment of, okay, God, I don't understand it all. It might seem uh, unjust to me, but I have an encounter with you, and you will forever settle all the accounts. You know what's going on. You are just, you are true, and you are working on the behalf of your people. I think it's interesting, um, in verse 22, uh, he admits, Asaph, that he was um, senseless and ignorant, and he calls himself a beast. Um, and he reflects kind of on his own self-serving, selfish attitudes, and he begins to ask himself, um, in what ways is he contributing to the injustices? Now, that is, that's quite a turn. He starts by kind of shouting and being angry about his neighbors and the people in his life that he thinks are getting the good end of the deal and shouldn't be. Then he encounters God, and then God says, hey, hey, examine your own heart. Figure out where you are contributing to the injustices. What injustices are you too silent on? What are the things, the voiceless people that need you to speak up for? Where are the places that you can do? Where are the, the things that you can change? Um, Royal Family Kids Camp is this organization that we've done ministry with for a long time here at Erie First, and they tell this story as one of their core stories is that uh, of a, I won't get it perfect, but a, a man's walking on a, a beach and he sees all these starfish that have washed up ashore. And one by one, um, they, they're dying because they can't get back in the water. And he says he picks one up and he throws it into the water. And someone kind of questions him, that's not going to help. There's all these others. And the guy says, but for that one, it helped. And in this moment, God is saying to Asaph, where are you being the solution to a problem? Where are you the solution to an injustice? And so when we encounter injustice, we can be introspective. We can do the same thing. A good prayer to pray, this is the second prayer I pulled out of Psalm 73, is this. God, help injustice give me a resolve for righteousness. God, help injustice give me a resolve for righteousness. It's kind of a mouthful, but this is how much I believe in you guys. All right, so let's sing, let's, let's uh, pray this together. 
sing it. We'll sing it. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll sing it together. Let's pray it together. Uh, let's say it twice through. Are you ready? God, help injustice give me a resolve for righteousness. One more time. God, help injustice give me a resolve for righteousness. So good. All right, Andy, would you read just the last portion now of Psalm 73? Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Amen. So Asaph, is, he's praying. He's looking forward to heaven. He is looking forward to the place where all wrongs are made right. And he has a passion to declare all of God's works. And in this moment, through this prayer, I really believe Asaph was a messenger of God's goodness. He was an advocate for heaven. Okay, because this is what we have to remember. The supreme act of rectifying injustice happened on the cross. Jesus Christ rectified all injustice. The one who was in it, innocent was unjustly put to death and he took the judgment that we all really deserve. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says it so well. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. If you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin, I want you to know that um, that is the biggest injustice. That's the thing you need to deal with first. Before we start trying to help others, before we start trying to figure out all the other injustices of the world, if you've never accepted the work of the cross in your life, if you've never acknowledged the fact that Jesus suffered the worst injustice of all time, he's already done the work. He is just waiting for each of our hearts to respond. In fact, you can say it right from your seat. It, it, it wasn't... A, um, it wasn't a, a cheap or a non-costly decision, but God did make it a simple decision, is that you can make that decision right from where you are. And even before I, I came in today, I said, uh, Pastor Andy, I'm going to stop. I'm not, I'm not done yet. Y'all are like, oh, she's strumming. We're about done. I have more to say. But, but right now, like in this moment, I said, I just want to stop right there because really nothing else I'm going to say today is as important as this. Everything else I'm saying is like helpful, but this is the most important thing. And so I just said, Andy, just right in the moment, I want you to play your guitar and I'm gonna ask everyone across the room, would you just bow your head right now? This is a holy moment because Jesus is here. And if you're here today and you want the justice of God to penetrate your life, he'll do that. He will do that. In fact, he this morning is drawing you to that. He's asking you, I want to be Lord of your life. And all you have to do is pray this with me. So you can pray this right from your seat. Jesus, come and be Lord of my life. Just agree with me if this is your prayer today. I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. I want to live with you in eternity forever. 
I trust you with my life. I want you to be the center. God, I want all the wrongs of my life to be made right through your blood and through your death on the cross. God, it's in your name I pray, amen, amen. Can you thank God for anyone that prayed that prayer this morning? So, I have, like I said, I have a little more of this psalm to talk about, but if you prayed that prayer today, before you leave this building, I want you to come down to these prayer tables to my right and to my left. There'll be a, a prayer team member there. We wanna just help you walk out your journey. Nothing weird or wonky is gonna happen. We just wanna give you a Bible. We wanna give you some stuff that can help you. We wanna show you how to get connected because it's one decision that follows a lifetime of decisions. Okay, that's one important decision you make. And then you gotta make a whole bunch more every day to stay not, not to stay saved, but to be able to walk the journey that God has asked you to. Okay, so Psalm 73, just for a few more moments. Um, while we wait for all this injustice to be brought finally to an end, we really can find meaning. We can find strength in it that through the cross, there is hope. So whatever injustice you were thinking about, whether it was something personal or something global, that through the cross of Jesus Christ, we can find hope. That, that th we are not hopeless, <laughs> that there is victory to be had. And so out of Psalm 73, the final prayer that we can all pray when dealing with injustice is this one. God, help me look forward to the coming victory. God, help me look forward to the coming victory, to the promises that you have. Help me look forward. Will you just say that with me this morning, ready? God, help me look forward to the coming victory. Just one more time. God, help me look forward to the coming victory. All right, so I just want to end with this. You know, one of the major things we do at Erie First for injustice is called Kingdom Builders. Uh, raise your hand if you were able to go to the banquet last week. All right, it was an incredible time. We go, we give, we pray. If you weren't able to attend last Sunday, I just wanted to give you um, a quick report. If you heard it last Sunday, then you can cheer a little louder this week um, on 2022. So uh, last year, we set out to raise $80,000 to give to 12 projects in 2022. And not only did we raise $80,000, but we exceeded that and raised a total of $116,207. Yeah, and um, so that giving funded all of those projects and the excess money helped with other missions projects that came up throughout the year, um, like supporting the local Gideon chapter, investing in a 5K in memory of our dear Debbie Matson, uh, gifts for local foster kids, emergency needs that came up during the Ukraine, during the war that we didn't anticipate but then happened. Now don't forget on top of that 116,207, raised and distributed. We also gave $87,000 in monthly mission support to missionaries all over the country and around the world. So I added those two numbers together, and just last year alone, in 2022, those two numbers combined, Erie First raised and distributed $203,207 to advance God's kingdom. Thank you, God. Now, Six years ago, we started Kingdom Builders uh, in this particular way. This church has had missions legacy for a long, long time, but in this particular uh, system or fashion, we started six years ago. And that first year, we committed to giving 15,000, one five, to missions in faith. 
And I have to tell you, in that year, it was a faith. It was a faith jump, okay? In fact, I came to the council with a bigger number, and they were like, all right. <laughs> Just maybe a little bit less of bigger there, Nicole. And we, we got down to a number that was still a faith reach, but was something that we felt like God was telling us to do. The next year, we increased it to 25,000. Then it was 30,000. After that, we jumped to 40. If you remember last year in 2022, I said, listen, I, we really believe God's asking us to double it. We're going to go from 40 to 80. Uh, we're going to go for a double portion. We're going to ask the Lord for a double portion. If you remember that, many of you said, yes, Lord, I'm going to give double what I gave to missions the year before. Now, this year, so last year was 80,000. So in 2023, as we have been praying and thinking and, and talking, the council and the staff, we're walking in great faith and anticipation, and we have set the biggest missions goal in the last seven years. In fact, the goal in 2023 is 50% more than last year, and get this, 800% more than six years ago when we started. Okay, 800%, are you guys hearing me? That's more exciting than the Super Bowl, okay? 800% more. So Erie First Goal for 2023 is to raise $120,000 to give to missions. Can you just thank God for that? $120,000 that will love, build, and send the gospel to every corner of the earth. The projects are on this card. I want to make sure everyone is very aware of it because every dollar that you give goes toward these projects so that these uh, can be going out uh, into these places, both internationally, domestic, and local. All of these pro projects address some type of injustice. Some of it's human trafficking, some of it's hunger, some of it's uh, building needs, some of it is uh, just things that they're doing in their community. If you say, Lord, I want to be part of resolving the injustices in the world, let me tell you one way you can do it. You can give, you can go, and you can pray for these particular projects that we've decided to focus on this year. And so I wanna encourage every person to participate in some way in Kingdom Builders this year. In fact, um, Elaine, I'm gonna call her out, but at the Kingdom Builders banquet, she came up to me, she said, Pastor Nicole, I can't go to Poland because of some of her own health concerns and different things, she says, but I care so much about the people there. I'm gonna give to this young man that wants to go so he can go. That's the kingdom of God. We can't all go, but we can all do something. You can go, you can give, you can pray, you can do something to be part of being the hands and feet of God to these injustices. So you can give any week of the year with your offering by marking it Kingdom Builders or KB. Uh, you can put it uh, in the drop-down menu on the online giving or in the envelope in front of you. Um, I know February 19th, there's an interest meeting, so if you're interested in going sometime this year, make sure you check out that after church in the gym for the upcoming missions opportunities. But I really, really want to talk about this today, is, you know, my goal, our focus, our challenge this whole month has been in 2023 to do what? It's two words. The first word's pray. Pray more, right? Pray more. And so I really want to focus on this is that I want us to pray more for the injustices in the world. You know, we have a special Kingdom Builders prayer team that specifically prays for our missionaries and for projects. So missionaries will email and say, um, I'm in danger. Like the place I'm in, I'm in danger. And our team will pray for it. 
And, and the missionaries will say, I'm in need of, of this, or I'm, we're about to have an outreach and do that, and we're able to pray for it. And so if you want to be part of that team, we want to give you an easy way to get connected to it. It's eriefirst.org slash KB, or you can stop by the Next Step Center, and they can help you out there. You also received a prayer guide as you came in today. It looks like this. Uh, you can use it to pray for our missionaries and to, to pray for people all around the globe that are working to advance the kingdom of God. Because your prayers mean something to the injustices of the world. God hears and uses your prayer. I want you to watch this quick video from all the missionaries that we support as a church from across the world. Thanks to the partnership and generous support of Erie First, minority language communities are being trained in translation principles and literacy skills. It is because of the support of Erie First that students on Edinburgh's campus are encountering the person of Jesus for the first time. Helping us work with local believers in evangelism and discipleship and supporting missionaries. Hello, your support has enabled us to serve our short-term missionaries and the beautiful people of the Dominican Republic. Support from Erie First for Chi Alpha at Penn State Barron allowed for our Welcome Week to be fully funded, and because of that, we met hundreds of new students at the start of the year. Because of your faithful support over this last year, Wendy and I have been able to be here and train students who are going out across Europe and around the world. Thanks to your support, we started the first youth group here in Tangier. We're so grateful for your partnership with us. Because of you, we have been able to send out church planters into Libya, Jordan, Iraq, and Lebanon. This past year, you've helped us get on the field here in Haifa, Israel for our first term. Erie First, your support has allowed us to complete our church renovation. In 2022, you helped us train and encourage global workers who are laboring throughout Latin America. Because of your support, we've been able to establish ourselves in Tokyo, Japan, supporting over 60 different Japanese churches, including launching a new project to support a Japanese pastor who's working with suicide prevention. The consistent monthly giving from Yuri First helps to us to complete our mission. You've helped us reach out to Afghan refugees and train and send teams to the Middle East and Central Asia. Your faithful support is enabling us to partner with the Assemblies of God of Great Britain and help them plant churches all over England, Scotland, and Wales. Your generous support helped us connect with students like Rashmita and then empower her to share the gospel with her fellow students from India for the very first time. Thank you for your support. Because of it, we're able to launch onto the field this March. This is from Kampala, Uganda. The support of Erie First this past year has helped me to reach college students across Manhattan with the gospel. This past year, we were able to do over 10 evangelistic outreaches and see hundreds of people come to the Lord Jesus. Erie First, thank you for your faithful financial support, which has allowed me to stay on the mission field full-time, fighting for college students. This last year, your support enabled us to teach English as a second language to refugees and immigrants while training and equipping local churches and connecting them to Muslim communities. You've partnered with us as we've settled here in Italy and relaunched ICF Rome's children's ministry. We get to partner together for young girls in Southeast Asia to grow up and learn about Jesus in a safe place. We have raised over 50% of our budget and we hope to be in Japan this summer to share the gospel with the deaf in Japan. In 2022, 8% have taken water baptism. 
Thank you, brothers and sisters, for helping reach the unreached Muslim population in North India. We're able to launch an evangelistic book to reach the children in Mozambique. Thank you, Eric, first for the support and in person coming to us to serving the Lord with us together. Because of you guys, we get to go to France and plant churches. Because of you and all your help, we were able to plant a church in PB High, Colombia. We've been able to sustain 24-7 prayer with worship. Muchas gracias! Thank you so much, Eerie First. Thank you, Eerie First. Cheers! Thank you, Eerie First. Asante sana, Eerie First. Eripap. Thank you all for all the support you've given us throughout 2022. We love you guys. Thank Muchísimas you. Muchísimas gracias. Grazie tante e buon anno dall'Italia. Onetto na Arigato gozaimasu. Thank you, Eri First Church. Shukriya or Khudafis. We thank you so much for all that you are doing for the glory of God. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you stand up today? Yeah, give God some thanks. Let's pray. You know, your generosity and investment are making a kingdom impact. And when you give to Kingdom Builders, you're part of something bigger, something bigger than you could ever accomplish on your own. I'm so grateful. I'm so proud of our church. I'm so thankful for the kingdom focus that we have. And I believe that through your giving, your prayers, our going, that God is rectifying some of the injustices and the ones that don't happen on this side of heaven, he'll do it when he comes. And so we can have faith for that. We can trust God for that. So pray with me today. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your righteousness. We thank you that you are working to right all the wrongs, that you are bending the universe to justice, and we can trust you in this. Teach us how to be more like you. Show us the parts that we can play and in the injustices that we can add your kingdom to, that we can bring your peace and your hope to. God, we love you. We want to be on mission and on purpose. We don't want to miss a day. God, it's in your name we pray today. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Eerie First Podcast. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. And please subscribe so you never miss a message. You can follow Eerie First on Facebook or Instagram or visit eeriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.